We don't care about anything else. Let's just go over and talk about it. I mean, you surprised? I mean, there's a Brazilian news reporter talking on our door. Am I getting too surprised? Yeah, so I mean, they want to come talk to us. There's a button on there, and you can just feel the pull of those things. This right here? Yeah. Oh, well, why don't you, do you want to talk to them? Can I go with you? Okay. Excuse me while I secure the gate here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, yeah. Well, apparently the news reporter has knocked on our door and said that. Are you not reporting? No, it's go away, reporters. Reporters, go away. Go away. That's the FBI. Yeah, go For real? Yeah, no oh, joke. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When my voice comes up, we say to stop, we stop. Okay, there's new, 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 new rules of the. It's just a Saturday morning here in the war room, baby. Okay. Uh, the reason is I've got Dr. Latipo, and I want to get to him. I got the great Greg Price. But I want to put a pin in that video. I'm going to play it again when we come back. There's something just not right what's happening out in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And I'm, I've got some more details about this. The great Greg Price from X Strategies is going to join us. But i got to go to uh, – I've only got a few minutes with um, Dr. Joseph Latipo. Doctor, can you just describe to us uh, in the free state of Florida what happened yesterday, this medical board vote? I want to make sure everybody just understands the facts. Sure, yeah. So this whole thing has concerned transgender here that it's for children, not for adults. This is specifically for children. That the media, you know, the talking points they have is that everyone agrees it always works. And this is the standard of care. Meanwhile, a lot of doctors don't agree with it, but are afraid to speak. And countries in Europe, like Sweden, don't pri provide this care anymore for, for children outside of a research setting because they've seen outcomes that are harmful. And there's, there's, there's really no medical standard here because it's, it is totally experimental. How can giving puberty blockers to children who require hormones because their bodies are changing or changing their or removing their sex organs, how can that not be experimental? Of course, it's experimental. So that's something that that I put forth, the Department of, Medi the Department of Health put forth to the, to the Board of Medicine to consider for some, some rulemaking. And basically, they're still in that process but they're moving forward toward, toward stopping these procedures in children, which is totally appropriate. I mean, that is the right thing to do for the health of children and potentially providing a, a, an avenue for research for some of these types of puberty 
hormonal manipulations, hormonal therapies to be provided in a research setting. So that's what the board's doing. But the most important thing is just making it clear that this is not the standard of care because it's not. I, I want to go back to a um, one of the central theses of your uh, term as Surgeon General under Governor DeSantis um, in Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis, and this is whether you like Ron DeSantis or don't like Ron DeSantis, whether he's your cup of tea or you think he's the best governor of the country. Ron DeSantis, given his academic background, is very evidence-oriented, very data-oriented, very um, make sure, understand the mathematics and the, and the reality of situations. Uh, Dr. Latipo, you've made that one of the central uh, uh, foundational elements of your term as Surgeon General of Florida. I want to make sure people know in your academic training, I, I, we know you're an MD from Harvard Medical School. Talk about your PhD and what your PhD is in, because I think this informs many of the decisions. Obviously, you're becoming one of the most controversial surgeon generals in the country for the simple reason you're going against a lot of the current narrative of the medical industrial complex. But this decision, because you're saying it's not been proven, it's experimental, a lot of things you're coming up with is based on evidence. What is what is your PhD in, sir? Oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah. So unlike many of the the fact checkers who are you know who apparently know more about clinical care than than I do, I have a PhD in health policy from Harvard, and specifically, I'm a math guy, if you will, with research method. So I have I have expertise in in training and economics in statistics, in epidemiology, and in decision analysis. And I've published many, many, many papers in some of the same journals that are leading the propaganda, such as the Journal of the American Medical Association. And I've had five research grants from the National Institutes of Health during my career, the large research grants doing clinical trials in cardiovascular disease. And finally, I won't lie to you, like unfortunately so many of my colleagues do. When the evidence is unclear, I'll say it's unclear. And I won't say that we know that these therapies help people when unfortunately the research isn't there. These are low quality studies that people cite as being definitive evidence and they're not definitive evidence. And it's, it, it's terrible that they're taking advantage of the fact that most people don't have the training to be able to decipher the difference. Talk about the international community. You talked particularly about Sweden, but there are many, many uh, foreign countries that are where this subset of your medical board is today. Is that not correct, sir? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's this, this is a perfect parallel, Bannon, between this and also the COVID-19 vaccine policies in this country. If you only listen to the media in this country, you would think that it is normal for, for people to, to recommend these vaccines for babies, for toddlers, for children, for young adults. If you only listen to the media in this country, you think it's normal for, for you to provide puberty blockers to children for you to provide, you know, sex reassignment, sex change surgeries to, to children who, who have a diagnosis of transgender. 
Meanwhile, in the rest of the in the rest of the world, most of the world, most of Europe, not pushing COVID-19 vaccines on children, not even recommending them, not pushing them on young adults. And in the transgender area, backing off from providing this as routine care because they've been doing it longer than we have. I mean, there's literally reports from from governmental health organizations in Europe, such as Sweden, they have a report where they basically say that they can no longer recommend this as part of routine care because it's it because it's not clear that the benefits outweigh the risks. And like literally, like that's the status of things. So that's what's happening, not this propaganda campaign that's that's going on in this country with transgender care in children. It's just stick with your intuition, folks. It doesn't make sense that that would be the right first step for a child who is struggling with feelings like that. Well, so the vote yesterday of this of this subset committee, what was the vote? What will that mean? And when does it go to, I guess, the full medical board? And then where does it go from there? You're right that it's still making its way through the process. It was a rulemaking meeting, but it does mean that things are heading in the right direction in terms of stopping this as stopping these puberty blockers and these sex reassignment surgeries as routine care for, for children, for people under an adolescence under the, the age of 18. And there are still some things that need to be worked out. There will be some subsequent meetings but basically things are headed in the, in the, in, in a good direction. Dr. Ladipo, before you lose you, I want to talk about your book and about your inner strength and your, in your, in your family, your marriage, all of it, because people don't understand Dr. Ladipo is under constant assault, uh, by the, uh, by the opposition. I mean, constant assault. Where, where do you get the strength from to walk us through this? And I want to talk about the book. Everybody should get the book because Ladipo is a man of science, right? A man of medicine. And he's going to go where the science takes you, not with some of these other narrative builders. But there's a, there's a price to pay for that because they're coming after you like they're coming after nobody else in the medical side in this country, sir. So walk us through. Where, where do you get this inner strength? Oh, Steve, well, that is really kind of you, Steve, to say. And, and, I, and I, I actually wish the same for you because I, I mean, people just... They, they are literally salivate over how they're going to hurt you and trying to do that, which <laughs> means you're doing a good job, of course. That's, that's, that's the truth. You know, so so it, it is interesting because it's not natural, right? You, know, you have all these people projecting all this negativity. I mean, some really nasty stuff constantly at you. And then they make stuff up. They write articles, like literally fictional stuff. Just to just to try and and achieve their objective, but fortunately for me, as I discussed in my book, I worked with a Navy SEAL who, literally through a combination of eccentric, concentric, and isometric physical manipulations, literally sort of activities where you, he works on a part of your body that is painful initially. And it's painful because it's storing stress and anxiety and anger and irritation and agitation. It's literally painful initially, sometimes profoundly painful, like, like, God, heaven, please help this stop painful. But eventually you get through that and there's, there's no more pain. And what that means, every time that happens, your body is getting rid of stress 
and you're you're in more flow with your chi and your you know your gifts and your connection to God and your connection to yourself and to your heart and all that good stuff. And that's how I do it. And it's not easy. I work on it daily to be able to to show up and be the the real version of me and not the version of me that's been spun around by someone's lies or is feeling ashamed because someone's criticizing me about something. But so I can show up and be the real version of me and do the best, be of the be of the greatest service as I possibly can be to my fellow citizen. And that's what I'm here. I think what people admire about you and DeSantis is that you take on the biggest issues of the day. I mean, there's no, um, there's no noise. It's all signal. I mean, what you're doing down as Surgeon General is, I think, giving people a lot of faith in the system because you and DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, take on the toughest issues. You back it up with evidence. You back it up with science, and then you don't back down, which I think is really had is it's it's more than refreshing. It's actually leadership. How do people get to the book? How do they find out more about you? How do they get to your site? How do they get to your social media? Hey, guys, you can follow us at Florida Surgeon General on Twitter, which I understand is under new management. And you can find the book on Amazon. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, and reach out anytime. You can always call the central office, too. And uh, and thanks, Steve. Thank you for what you do, too. And and thank thank God for all the people like the governor who are just they are aligned with their integrity and none of the nonsense and the noise is going to knock them off that path. Dr. Joseph Latipo, thank you for joining us, taking time away on your Saturday to join us. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Another big uh, development out of Florida. This is why we're winning this coalition. You can't stop it. We've got the best people, we have the issues, and you have fighters who are not going to back down. Look at how Florida has gone from, you know, a battleground state to now it is the free state of Florida. It is MAGA, you know, it's MAGA central. You look at Ohio, you look at Florida, those are two states where they have gotten it together. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We've got an extraordinary individual, Greg Price, is going to join us. There's something not right out in the Bay Area, just not... And Greg's price is here to make sense of it all. Next, in the war room. with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. There's a huge unity rally tomorrow in Dearborn, Michigan. This is going to be one for the ages. Pastor Bernadette Smith is going to join us momentarily. But I've asked Greg Smith, who's one of the smartest guys out there about politics and about media and all this uh, to help make this make sense of what's happening in the Bay Area. This is breaking news, and we'll get to Greg in a second. I just want to tee it up with, I think this came out of Axios. DePapo's online postings, including a range of false conspiracy theories from the 2020 election, January 6th, coronavirus vaccines, the war in Ukraine, and QAnon. A Canadian native who's been estranged from his family, DePape, was once a Green Party-registered public nudity activist in San Francisco 
whose posts suggest a drift to the far right. Um, he's got all this other stuff. But a Green Party registered nudist activist does not feel totally MAGA. That's why the FBI, uh, we got the clip at the first that we play that it's, it looks like a, it looks like it's in Berkeley. It's got the gay pride flag outside with the marijuana in the middle of it. It's, it looks like a hippie colony. But hey, it's Berkeley. That's the way they roll. Fine. It's a free country. Roll the way you want to roll. Uh, Greg, but very disturbing news just breaking in Politico. Greg Price joins us. Greg, what do you got? So this, this is just a wild story. And like the, the way they're telling it makes absolutely no sense. So, so what the police are saying is that they did not even get called to the Pelosi residence because of a break in. They apparently just do random 2 a.m. wellness checks on Paul Pelosi. And so according so the police have now said, according to Politico, that they knocked on the door and were let in by an unknown person to which they then found Paul Pelosi struggling with this guy who's apparently a nudist over a hammer, watched the guy assault him and then arrested the guy. And so that is now the story that the police as the police are telling it. And it's like, it's crazy. Like they want us to believe that at the residence of the person third in line to the president, to the presidency, where she lives in like this exclusive gated community in San Francisco, surrounded by security cameras, surrounded by security, a guy managed to walk through an unlocked sliding door. And then they were called for a wellness check at two o'clock AM. We're led in by an unknown person. At, to, at which point they saw the guy assault Paul Pelosi and then arrest him. It's it's a weird and, story. And, and, and hold it. And Paul Pelosi was able to having either conversation was quote unquote able to tell the attacker he needed to use the bathroom where he went in and his phone was being charged and he called and talked in code. So are they saying unknown? So they're saying there's a third person here that when they got there, they were let in to the house by an unknown person and wasn't the assailant. I think, didn't they say the assailant was already, it was just in his underwear. Is it, didn't they already say that? Yeah. They, they said yesterday that they arrested the guy in his underwear. Um, now I don't know if, you know, he like took his clothes off after he entered through the unlocked sliding glass door at the, at the speaker of the house's residence or like whether, whether he was in his underwear to begin with or, you know, there was also so another thing was we got audio of you know the police scanners from last night where uh, one of the officers responding to the call told the dispatch that Paul Pelosi advised that the guy is quote a friend so that's like another incredibly that's weird detail incredibly but, but strange a, detail in he the story. said that I, it's on my getter I want to pull up on to play that but Greg here's what I understand. They had the whole world came into this press conference and the press conference was a ma pretty matter of fact, but wouldn't, shouldn't the police have told us there was a third party? Cause the way they're describing it now, an unknown person, let them in, they get in the guys in his underwear. And at that time they're struggling over uh, one hammer, right? Of which I guess he gets, he gets assaulted in front of the police, right? Because they said he got assaulted. Why Why wouldn't the police at the press conference bring up the fact that there was at least a, a, that Politico is telling us there was a third person that there was an unknown person that let the law enforcement officers in? Why would they just not tell us that yesterday? Why would that come out 24 hours later? I could not tell you that. Tell you that, man. It's it's so weird. Like the press conference was incredibly was just really strange. Like they spoke for like two minutes 
They didn't mention that part. They didn't mention like these 911, uh, the audio that we eventually got last night. You know, they did not mention that the guy was in his underwear when they arrested him. That was something that came out later after they gave this press conference too. It's, it's so strange. It's so weird. They in also every, didn't mention that, 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 that they didn't mention that he talked in code and he referred to the guy as a friend. They yeah. didn't mention that. Another salient part. Here's so Greg, you follow this for a living over at X strategies, you and your partners, but the media narrative bombarded now since this happened is that this is the danger of MAGA with uh, watching the boxes. This is danger with MAGA volunteering to be uh, poll workers. This is the, because the, they're dangerous. They're insurrectionists. They're, they're trying to bail themselves out with 10 days to go. Why has, why have none of these points that the political, they're all leaking out in dribs and drabs. Why has the mainstream media not, not been forced to deal with what the reality of the story is, which is kind of metastasizing as it goes with, 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 at least evidence or facts are coming out that don't support their narrative that had anything to do with MAGA, anything to do with anything related to Donald Trump, sir. Because they have a narrative that they'll follow no matter what. They will always come to the conclusion in a story like this immediately with no evidence that it's the fault of a radicalized MAGA QAnon person who watches too many Steve, Steve Bannon videos on YouTube. That's their net. That's their narrative. And they're always going to run with that. And if we had an honest media in this country, which we do not, they would be asking questions about like the strangeness of this and also the timing that it happened 11 days before an election. You know, I don't know if there's a history of, of QAnon people committing assaults against being able to sneak into the Speaker of the House's residences at two o'clock in the morning. But there is certainly a history of FBI informants organizing things like kidnappings of governors weeks before an election. And if we had an honest media in this country, they would be talking about that. Instead, they jump right to the to the narrative that this is the fault of dangerous MAGA extremists. And look, we have look, I hate to be so blunt, but we have evidence that uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband's, you know, got got a problem. Right. He, he was drunk uh, driving uh, at, 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 I guess, high speed and, and quite inebriated, which is always dangerous. Right. Um, also they keep talking about government that they, they should do this. The, the Pelosi's are worth a couple hundred million dollars. Why? Because she got kissed in to every friends and family round. That's been documented. You go to Peter Schweitzer's book. They've been documented. She got kissed into every friends and family round coming out of the, the venture capitalists in the, in the four horsemen, little investment banks out there, Montgomery securities and Robertson Stevens and all that, that she shook down. Remember Nancy Pelosi kind of went from a school board member to the biggest cash generator for the democratic party. That's how she got to power. She got to power through her ability to shake down Silicon Valley and the San Francisco, the four horsemen investment banks of the high tech industry. She that's how she became a power because of her ability to raise money. They got kissed in every uh, every uh, I think the, f the husband used to run a uh, like a car service. Right. And and so they're worth a couple hundred million dollars. I don't know, Greg, if you're worth a couple hundred million dollars or a quarter of a billion dollars. Can't you afford a little security? And like you said, that's the that's the what Pacific Heights. That's the highest class neighborhood in san francisco don't you have a couple of three security people yourself or maybe a video camera or two or your 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 own home is is highly secured sir well again this is nancy pelosi is not just like a random freshman member of congress she's third in line to the presidency if if god forbid joe biden or if joe biden and kamala harris are unable 
to do the duties of president or they both get impeached or removed. Nancy Pelosi becomes the president. There's not a chance in hell she doesn't have security out the wazoo outside of her house. And, you know, the great Harmeet Dillon was tweeting about this the other day because she had apparently, uh, I guess, ser- served some legal papers to the Pelosi's home one time. And she was and she tweeted about because she's been there about how, you know, there's security guards everywhere. You know, it's in a gated community where houses are like north of like 15 million dollars each. There's cameras everywhere. And so, like, you know, if what the police are telling us is true and there was actually a break in at Pelosi's house, they would easily be able to pull footage. They would easily be able to talk to security guards that were on duty that night unless they had the same security that was guarding Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell or were at the Capitol on January 6th. Greg, you guys do an incredible work. People got to stay up with you because this story, there's new things coming out on this story every, every second. And I think we're going to see a narrative blow up in their face with 10 days ago. I'm just because this thing has not made sense. I got to give a hat tip to some people I know personally that said, Hey, here's what's really happening. And the great Steve Cortez, who didn't buy this from the beginning, Greg, how do people follow you on social media? Because people need to follow you. The next 72 hours, we don't know where the story's going, but I'm sure it's going to be quite interesting. And Greg Price is going to make it make sense to you. How did they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Greg underscore Price 11 on Twitter. And uh, it's Greg dot Price 11 on Instagram. That's Those are the two platforms that I use the most. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how crazier this story gets, but it's wild right now. Thanks for having me, Steve. Greg, with uh, 10 days to go, nobody should be having this much fun. <laughs> so thank you very much. Your Twitter's been Philly, amazing on this. And also Phillies and five. Dude, I got to tell Whoa. you, and all these guys are talking, all these guys are talking trash about it's going to be a sweep or Houston and five. There's some long faces. That game last night, unbelievable. Oh, the yeah. I got to tell you, Pennsylvania's going to be very proud. Thank you, Greg. Um, I tell you, we're, we're going to take a break. We got a very special guest, uh, Pastor Bernadette Smith has put together a very unique uh, rally tomorrow, a unity rally. And it's going to have an incredible cast of characters, including Tulsi Gabbard, Tudor Dixon, and others. We're going to let her explain. We're going to take a short commercial break. We return. It's Dearborn, Michigan tomorrow. The rally is incredible. It's unity rally. We're going to bring in a very unique individual. Pastor Bernadette Smith joins us in the war room. Just a moment. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, in Dearborn, Michigan, tomorrow, Unite America. It's put on by Pastor Bernadette Smith. Uh, Bernadette Smith, Pastor Smith, thank you for joining us. Tell us what's going on in, in, in Dearborn. How did you have this idea? Who's going to be there? Sure. Thank you, Steve, for having me on. Well, I'm ethnic, the ethnic vice chair for the Michigan GOP here in the state of Michigan. So I started these rallies uh, just about two years ago, this coming February, of just going into the communities to educate them on what's going on and just to, to help liberate different ones from the negative mindset that they have. 
So about two months ago, um, I decided, well, actually, I was prompted in prayer to um, go visit the uh, Dearborn community. So um, uh, one of the community, um, a person that's in the community there, her and I got together. And so we decided to um, have a rally in Dearborn. So this was two months ago. Little did we know that the uprising of the school, um, the parents against all this mess that's going on, will take place. So it's just so perfectly timed. The timing is perfect. So we're um, having it tomorrow, October 30th, from 4 to 7 p.m. And Tudor Dixon, also our next governor for the state of Michigan, will be there, along with Tosi Gabbard. We're also having Dr. Sherry Timpenny. She will also be our speaker. Um, Tammy Carlone, who's one of our um, school board uh, candidates. We're having Steve Elliott, who's running against uh, Talia Rashid. And also Najee Rola. Matt DePerno, who's running for our, uh, who will be our next attorney general, along with Christina Karama, who will be our next secretary of state, and Shane Hernandez, who will be our next lieutenant governor. We're very, very excited about it, um, this rally, because we know that it will make a difference. And the Dearborn community, they are extremely excited about us coming. By the way, you talk about heavy hitters. You got Tudor Dixon, you got Tulsi Gabbard, you have our own Christine Caramo, Matt DePerno. Shane Hernandez, plus a host of other folks running for school boards. It's just incredible. But here's the blockbuster. You, 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 you taught this a couple of months ago. This wasn't because of the, of the confrontation with the Muslim Americans with the school boards. Why did you ha- give us the, give me some background. How did you a couple of months ago think that, Hey, in the closing uh, two weeks of this campaign, the 10 days, I want to rally everybody in Dearborn, Michigan. How, Cause that wouldn't be, wouldn't naturally come to mind to a lot of people. Why did pastor, Bernadette Smith. Think of that, ma'am. Thank you. Also, before I want to let you know that Nishan Maddox, our co-chair, she will also be speaking along with um, Pastor Philip Smith and the Smith brothers, um, which are my two sons who are um, I have a, a, a podcast. But uh, this is what I've been doing, Steve. When I ran for this position, which I got elected from the state of Michigan delegate to be uh, the ethnic vice chair for the state of Michigan, my goal in prayer, my goal was to go around to each county in the state of Michigan to bring the message of unity. Because I think it's so time, it's high time for us to focus on the things that unites us and rise above those things that divide us. So I went into Detroit last year, the, the worst part of Detroit. So I've been going throughout the entire, the, throughout the state of Michigan to different communities. So two months ago, it was just annoying in my spirit in prayer that I needed to go to Dearborn. So um, I met a young lady at our state convention in August. Her name is Rola, beautiful person. And she's from that community. And her and I just, we just hit it right off. You know, I went up there, I introduced myself to her. And from that point on, we started planning this rally because I, so the, to answer your question, it was really birthed in prayer because the Lord is concerned about all of us. He's concerned about every human being in the state of Michigan and on the face of the earth. And unity is vital. It's vital that we unite because if we don't unite, we will allow uh, all of us to be defeated. And that's the whole goal of the left. If they can separate us, then they can destroy us all. And we will not allow that on our watch. Uh, Pastor Smith, uh, can you give us the location and the, and the time again and, and how people, if there's still tickets available, how people, we want a huge turnout from the war room. Uh, to be there. Yeah, and if it's live stream, we'll actually we'll actually put it up on Getter and have uh, Grace and uh, Captain Ben and Jane Zirkel 
do live coverage. But how do people, where's it going to be, what time, and how do they get tickets? Sure. It's a free event, and it will be held at the Banquet, Bear Lane Banquet Center. And it's 700 Town Center Drive, Dearborn, Michigan, 48126. That's Unite America Rally being held at the Fair Lane Banquet Center. That's 700 Town Center Drive, Dearborn, Michigan, 48126. And it starts at 4 o'clock p.m. and ends at 7. We'll put it, we'll put it, uh, and by the way, Tudor Dixon, uh, Christine Caramo, Matt DiPerno, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, plus uh, dozens of others, the Smith Bros, Titus and Isaac, I take your sons. It looks like an incredible, incredible event. How do people... Where do people go to get tickets? What's the site they go to? Sure. They will go to Eventbrite. And the t- they will have to register, but the event is free. It's a free event for all. So we are really expecting a high turnout. The Dearborn people, I was just with them yesterday. They are extremely excited that we are coming. They're welcoming us. So I see this as being such an amazing um, time for us to unite. Pastor Smith, how do people follow you? What site do they go to and how do they follow you on social media? BernadetteSmith.net. That is my website, BernadetteSmith.net. I'm also on Facebook as well and under Bernadette Ellis Smith. Pastor Smith, thank you very much. And we look forward to the uh, Unite America rally tomorrow in uh, Dearborn, Michigan. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. We got to get on there because I want to. I want to tell the. Uh, we want to do another Getter live stream. We're doing tons of Getter live streams over uh, the next couple of days, particularly following Brazil, the amazing election there. Let's go. Do I have Darren Beatty? Mm-hmm. Can I play the audio? And I know I know revolvers all over this. Can I play the audio? T- tell me when the audio is ready. Uh, Darren Beatty, we had Greg. We have it. Let, let me play the audio, the police audio last night, so people can. This is under the heading. And by the way, we don't follow stories that are noise, but there's there's a signal here. There's something not right. I said this from the very beginning. Cortez was all over me, and some other people I'm very close to were all over me about the hey, this thing is this thing is 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 got it's not what you think it is. Make this make sense. Let's hear the police audio. Northern four car A priority nine ten two six four zero Broadway cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, fourteen hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Twelve over back and He sounds somewhat confused and it's a friend. Uh, Darren Beatty, I know we're here to talk about your, you know, your 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 favorite uh, action hero. Uh, Elon Musk and and, uh, and what's happened over Twitter. So before we pick your pom poms up, uh, tell me about this. We had Greg Price on here. A new development. Yeah. I take it if we check the political story, they're saying an unknown individual opened the door, which was you know bizarrely missing in the press conference yesterday. You would think the police would sit there and say, "Hey, you know, by the way, a third, you know, some other individual opened the door and he had the assailant there. The guy was in his underwear, he's in his skivvies. They're they're." They're arguing over in a hammer. Beatty, what's going on here, brother? Well, it's a great question. And I have to say, I haven't had the time to go through the details on this like I normally do before I'm comfortable uh, giving a kind of confident analysis of it. 
And so I'll have to defer my judgment on this to perhaps later in the week once I've had time to really go into it. But I will say this, and it ties into these defamation lawsuits against Alex Jones. And there are many, many elements of this. But I think it's interesting that in the aftermath of Sandy Hook, there are all types of laws in um, state laws being proposed, and I think some of which partially passed. And one of those laws prohibited the public's access to any kind of forensic analysis, including 911 calls of any types of crime. And so these kinds of blanket reactions to tragedies like Sandy Hook, we see right here some of the negative ramifications of those types of laws. Imagine if the public did not have access to 911 calls of this type such that we would be able to analyze the discrepancies between those calls and what's reported in the media. So I think a general take-home point is that um, this case and many, many others underscores the public interest in um, some basic degree of transparency when it comes to uh, forensic information. Yeah, 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 but hang on, but yeah. yeah, brother, I got, I got that, and I appreciate that you're being even-handed. Yeah. But you know, they had, they had Biden goes off on us last night. We haven't played that spot, right? Biden goes off on us last night. Yeah. GOP's got to condemn. You got all these senators coming out; they're all kowtowing, you know, condemning, you know, implying it's MAGA violence, and we don't have any facts. And now you got these bizarre facts that are coming out. Boom! This, hey. Just to tell us what the truth is. You got a guy that's a registered Green Party member living in a, a nudist activist living in Berkeley. They got a gay pride flag out front with a big marijuana thing on it. You see, hey, dude, it's like, you know, dude stole my car. When they when they show up, a couple of people look obviously high. I'm not trying to fame them, but they look like they're, you know, and the FBI's there. Very nice. You notice they're not kicking down the doors like they do for the uh, the, the people saying the prayers in front of the abortion centers. Or got right. that 50 guys show up. Uh, uh, come on. I'm not going to say, th- th- look, th- you're not, this is no MAGA violence. What's going on? Who's the third party? Why are they not being up front? Why isn't Nancy Pelosi not in front of the microphone today telling us exactly what went on? Why was the yeah, guy in his it, underwear? Hey, and curious minds want to know. This is a story that the war room would never touch in a million years, except they tried to weaponize it immediately. And Biden, that halfwit with nothing else to talk about, they have nothing else to do. So now it's MAGA's insurrectionist, MAGA's dangerous. A federal judge threw him out of court yesterday to say, hey, the guys out in Arizona are abiding by the law, okay? Because it's the law, and they're and they're abiding by the law, and they can watch that box, and they can dress in camp, they can cosplay anything they want to do, they can wear chicken outfits, okay? That's in the concert. That's their freedom. And they're going to keep the camera, and they're going to keep a set of eyeballs on you. We don't care if you like it or not, okay? Now you got this thing, and it's MAGA's bad insurrection. And you got senators right there. And they, oh, you no, know, terrible. We don't know. Give me the facts. Clearly, we don't support a violence. Why are we supporting violence? Nancy Pelosi is going to take that big old gavel and turn it over to somebody in 60, 90 days. Would you ever miss that? It'll be the, the Internet will melt down. That's why I kind of want Trump as Speaker of the House. Beatty, what does it, they, they've weaponized this narrative and all the facts don't fit in, sir. Yes, absolutely. And that's all I was saying is I haven't had I need, you know, a couple days just to look into it before I have something really detailed to say. But the rush to judgment in particular on the part of uh, GOP elected officials is extremely 
weak and inadvisable. We don't know what the story is. We just know the narrative that's being shoved down our throats, which is a narrative that we've seen in multiple other contexts has been based on a false narrative, a a hoax narrative. So you're worth 200 million. You're worth over $200 million that you didn't quite get fair and square. Let's be blunt about that. Got kissed in all the friends and family rounds. You got 200, you were 200, 250 million bucks. Easy. Where's your security cameras? Where's your security guards? Come on. The guy's at home and the guy's got, we know the guy's got a little bit of a problem. He's got an issue. He had a few too many. It's not the first time he's been hammered, right? He got hammered, uh, he got hammered a week ago. And I'm not making fun of the fact that the guy hit him. He had brain surgery. It, it's terrible, the attack. But what, what is it? They're trying to make it. It's like every person in this audience, you know, kicked in the door. We need right. to know the facts. <clears throat> BD, hang around for a second. We're going to get to your favorite topic here. Short commercial break. The great Darren Beatty from Revolver. I can't believe I was head of a story like this before. Before Darren B says, "Or I gotta, you know, Darren, you know, I've gotta, I gotta like do my research." And uh, you sound like the New York Times. I gotta do my research. I'll get back to you in four days. Darren Beatty, Revolver News, and Twitter. Next, editor has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, Giordano Schiaffinella is running for lieutenant governor in the great state of Maryland. Things are tightening up there. Giordano, where are you? Tell us how the campaign is going. Uh, campaign is going great, uh, Steve, and to all of your audience listening. I'm here in Chester, Ken Island, Eastern Shore, and I've crisscrossed this Eastern Shore upside, downside, and sideways. We are beating Democrats two to one for the last three days in a row. I went and called Southern Maryland people two to one beating Democrats. I called and checked in this morning with Western uh, Washington County, Garrett County and Allegheny County beating Democrats two to one. We can do this, guys. We need reinforcement in Prince George's County, Baltimore County, and Montgomery County. But I can tell you, Anne Arundel County right now is heading uh, for the Republicans, which is a big surprise. And we do not see a major Democrat turnout. So the red wave is real. We need everybody to get out and vote. Seriously, don't wait for the ace. Something can happen. You get distracted. We need everyone to go out and vote as soon as you can. How do they follow you on social media and how do they get to your website to support you, ma'am? So I am on Twitter at uh, Giordano Stefanelli Esquire and I've been banned from Facebook, so you can't find me there. But you go to my website at Restore Freedoms with an S, RestoreFreedoms.com. Please make a donation. And more importantly, go and vote, please. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Thank you, ma'am. I want everybody, let's get it up in the live chat. I want everybody to hit her uh, campaign, find out more about her. If you can work a phone bank or if you're actually a Maryland citizen, go knock on a door. It's turn out the vote, turn out the vote, turn out the vote. It's everywhere. We're going to be up and get her all weekend. Mo and uh, and uh, Jane Zirkle and uh, Grace Chung will be doing live streams. Uh, we'll also be up about this amazingly important um, presidential election in Brazil. So a lot going on. Check our getter feed. Darren Beatty, how was day one? 
uh, now into day two of the reign of Elon Musk at Twitter? Day one was encouraging. Um, he didn't get to all the points that we advise him to do in day one, and that's on the revolver.news piece is still up there and white hot, but it's just the first day. So some positive things. Um, we learned that he intends to bring back banned accounts, and I think the concept of a lifetime ban from a platform is um, just inadvisable and wrong. And so I think Elon agrees and he's um, gearing up to bring back some banned accounts, including Trump. Even if Trump doesn't want to, I think symbolically it's important to give him that platform, uh, even if he doesn't use use it and stick to truth. Um, so that's encouraging. One, uh, people are getting better engagement, follower accounts. It looks like whatever algorithms were at work in order to basically the knees, the Twitter's knee on the neck of uh, conservative voices on Twitter, that's led up a little bit and people are reporting a lot more engagement, a lot more followers and that sort of thing. Um, one discouraging development that I hope Elon will rethink is he's expressed um, his intention to have a content moderation board. And I see the ostensible value of that, essentially passing the buck so people don't criticize him, they instead criticize the board. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work that way. What you have is either you fill the board with quote unquote establishment experts who don't allow free speech, or you put people on the board who are actually willing to go for free speech and you get attacked for putting extremists on the board. So the board isn't a way to avoid getting attacked. I think it's ill-advised and he should reconsider that particular idea. What about a blue check? You had a big revolt of blue check and particularly Hollywood, a lot of the celebrities saying we're leaving the platform. If he changes, if he takes guardrails down, uh, you know, if he lets these bad guys back on it. By the way, I, I keep being listed in the in the thing i've never been on twitter we had a worm count and we're not going back on I, and i don't want to be part of this i could care less i think twitter is nothing more than an intelligence apparatus it's a bald face line it's a company every shareholder should be suing these people i guess you can't because you made so much money poor poor elon got suckered into 44 billion what about well, what know, about Steve, blue check what about blue check revolt never been on twitter but i don't you should uh, be aware that the Anti-Defamation League, this scum, the disgraced organization called the Anti-Defamation League, um, they put out a list specifically of accounts that they're threatening Elon. They're warning him, don't you dare bring these back. And you're on it. Yeah, because so. I'm so virulently anti-Semitic. That's, 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 that's so virulently the a, anti-Semitic. The ADL, the ADL <laughs> said, don't bring back Trump. Don't bring back Steve Bannon. Um, Mini me. So, <laughs> yeah, they're they're harassing as usual. But but um, what about what yeah. about the blue checks? What about the blue checks are throwing the toys out of the pram and Hollywood's walking away? You know, all these guys in Hollywood saying we'll never go back on because Elon's just even taking charge. Well, um Let's see how that plays out. You know, it's it's easier said than done. I think these blue techs are in some ways beholden to Twitter. They've built their audience on Twitter. Their follower accounts are on Twitter. And in many cases, of course, those follower accounts for the blue checks are uh, fraudulent and many bots. But still, um, if you're a journalist, you've built up a following on Twitter and you're reluctant to leave because you've invested so much time into it and built it up. And so 
I would be interested to see how many people actually leave Twitter on account of this. Of course, part of that is determined by how much free speech Elon intends to give. It's That's not yet determined. Elon might, he has an easy out of not really delivering on free speech and then yeah. just saying, look, I'm a quirky tech engineer guy. I anger both sides. And that's his... Yeah sort of self-rationalization to not delivering it. So a lot of things remain to be seen, but I am encouraged by the first day and um, friends and gestures going forward. Give give uh, revolvers on fire. How do people get to your social media? How do they follow you? Particularly over this weekend, we're 12 away or 11 away, and man, it is white hot out there right now. Revolver.news, all things Elon right now, white hot at the top. And I have to say... For those who've been waiting, I've been waiting. It's a big deal. We've got another really big January 6th piece coming up soon. I hope it's going to be next week, maybe early the week after, but you won't be disappointed. And Merrick Garland will pay for what he's done. I love it. I love that. Okay, get to us and get her all weekend. We'll see you back here Monday all weekend. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty.
Go there. Do it today. Check it out.